and welcome to the Word of Life Church Podcast. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We believe that today's message has the power to inspire and elevate your faith journey. Before we dive in, we'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to our partners. Your generous contributions make it possible for us to continue spreading the gospel, serving our community, and carrying out our ministry. If today's episode moves you and you'd like to be a part of our mission, we'd invite you to become a partner. Your support has an everlasting impact and allows us to reach even more souls. Now, let's turn our hearts and our minds to the Word as we begin today's episode. Well, what an honor it is to be here um, with you for this set-apart time. And uh, Pastor Joel and Pepe, I want to thank you um, for creating this space. I know the Lord birthed it in your heart, but for taking time to do it. I know it takes time. It takes finances. You have to point your your team and, and your energies into preparing a place so that we can all come and receive. And I think we all feel how pivotal it is that we get to come and have this time. But you are the ones that have facilitated it. And so we just say thank you. Thank you to you all. Thank you to this house, all the volunteers. Um, Can we just say thank you and honor them? It's a big deal. And uh, and I'm honored to have a place to participate and and bring my supply to what God is doing here. So I appreciate it. Um, I'm so just moved in my heart by all of you that are here, 9 a.m., and um, we're living in Alaska, and I don't even know what's going on out there, but, but y'all came, and that is impressive, okay? So, uh, so I'm just uh, so appreciative and warmed by your hearts and your hunger, and, and also so moved by the, I don't even know how else to say it, but just the council of ministers that have come and gathered. So many of my friends are here and faces that I've known. And, um, and uh, it's a big deal to take time from what you're called to lead and steward and do, especially at the beginning of the year, and pull away from all that and just come to a meeting. And, uh, but I believe something of God is in the purpose for this. And, uh, and so my heart is just pointed toward father. I believe that you have things that are strategic for every person's life that is here. And I believe that heaven has things that are strategic for every ministry that is represented here. And only he can deliver all of those things personally at one time. Amen. So when we're clued into him, we don't have to worry about going, well, I don't think this applies to me because if we're taking it in by the spirit, there's going to be strategy. There's going to be next steps. There's going to be, aha, now I know what I didn't know. And I really needed to know that. Amen. So that's worth getting out of bed and coming to church at 9 a.m. in a frozen tundra when Chick-fil-A is closed, okay? This is, a, this is a big deal. Hallelujah. 
Well, I'm going to start out um, this morning, and I'm really very much going to tag team this morning and tonight. They're going to go hand in hand together uh, because that's the way the Lord's birthed it in my heart. And before I kind of lay out the plan of where I believe God's taking us, I want to say, and some of you that were here uh, last year when I had the opportunity to minister, I mentioned these things, but I think it gives us a framework for listening. How many of you know when you know why you need to hear, you'll hear a little different? So I believe that in the protocols in the kingdom of heaven, the way God does things, understanding what season and time we're in is a very big deal. It's of necessity. It is not some hyper ethereal, well, some people just live in the, what if, and, and I just have the word and that's all I need. No, we need to have the word. But if you look in the word, you'll see that God is a God of timing and that he does things in a progression. How many of you know, we go from strength to strength, come on, faith to faith, glory to glory. And there's a progression in that. Well, this is a big deal, understanding the time and season we're in. We, we need to understand the season and the time we're living in right now so that we can collaborate with God in it. This was a big deal in the ministry of Jesus. Uh, the Matthew talks about Jesus was on his way from one place to another. Hello. And he's going with his disciples and, and the story unfolds and he just says that he stopped and he pointed out this group of people called the tribe of Issachar. And he stopped his crew in his tracks and he said, hey, hey guys, I'll paraphrase here. You see those guys over there? Let me tell you the genius of those guys. The genius of the sons of Issachar is that they know the time of their visitation. One translation says they understand what time and season they're living in. So if it was a big enough deal to stop Jesus in his tracks and make a teachable moment, I would say that this is a protocol and a paradigm in the kingdom of heaven that we need to be aware of and and cooperate with. Amen. So times and seasons. So last year uh, when I was here, I shared a word that I really came to kind of live with throughout 2023. And it came from a moment in encounter that I had with the Lord on January 1 of 2023. You'll remember New Year's Day was a Sunday morning. And uh, on that particular morning, I was in church on a Sunday, as you should be if you love Jesus. Okay, praise the Lord. And, um, and so I'm in church. We had just finished worship. And so I reached down to get my notes and my Bible. And, uh, and right as I reached down, sort of off page out of nowhere, um, the word of the Lord came to me. And some of you will remember, I I shared this, that the Lord spoke this word to me and I heard this one word and he said very emphatically, emerge. And uh, it just kind of stopped me and it was so strong that momentarily I looked around to see if it was audible. I looked at the, the face of the woman sitting next to me to see if she had kind of a strange, like, did you hear that look on her face? And she didn't. And, uh, and so I realized this was internal. And again, he said that word emerge. 
And a third time I heard him speak it, emerge. And so as I opened my notebook to write it down, the Holy Spirit began to dictate to me what God was saying. And this is what he said. He said, now concerning 2023, speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them to emerge. Speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them to emerge. And so about 2023, I sat with that word, I'd say throughout the month of January. Now you understand that when God speaks to us, especially when he speaks a prophetic word that he calls us to engage with, there will be understanding that comes in the moment. But as we continue to lift it up to him, how many of you know more understanding comes? And so as that transpired throughout that uh, month of January, the Lord began to walk me through a series of things showing me how 2023 and 2024 were completely tied together. And yet there was no way to get prepared for 2024 and what he wants to do without walking through this process called emerge in 2023. So for this morning session, I want to treat 2023 as over here. Now that doesn't mean you people are stuck in the past. Okay. I just break condemnation off of you. You're free. Okay. So we're going to put 2023 over here and then we're going to put 2024 over here. Now I know you already feel good about yourselves. It's pitiful. And yet somewhere in you, you can't deny that it's true. You're like, I knew I was supposed to sit on this side. I thought about sitting on that side, but it was like, nope, I'm going forward. <laughs> All right. I'm making too much of it. I just break the strife right now coming. So I'm going to set this up just for our, our understanding to come around this. 2023 was and is of necessity for what God is now wanting to do throughout this year that we have just come into. Now, what are we talking about? 2023, God said, this is the time you must emerge. And so there was a series of understanding that came to that. Just for the sake of time, I'll just mention that we defined uh, the word emerge uh, singularly as um, breaking out of a cocoon or casing. So it paints the picture of a seed kind of breaking out of its casing. It paints the picture of all the things you think of. A caterpillar, come on, breaking out and becoming what? A butterfly. I know you had coffee this morning. It's kicking in. And so everything about the word emerge as if to say, this is my moment and now I must become. And now I must become. Emerge, it means to break out. It means to rise, to position, or to appear. And so when this word came forth at the head of, of last year, I'll be honest with you, I, I thought to myself, this sounds great. This is, this is awesome. This is going to be, this is going to be great. 
emerge? Who doesn't want to emerge? I emerge is kind of like paints the picture of the ta-da moment. And there, aha, there it is, ta-da. And you pull the veil off and voila. And it's, it's, the, it's the picture of the finished piece of art, the masterpiece, or the prepared meal. But I quickly became to understand that that is not the definition of the word emerge. That's what appears after the emerging has been complete. Yeah, where were you in January of 2023? The word emerging, if you ask me, when we really look at what God is saying, speak to things planted in the deep of you and tell them to emerge, a seed breaking out of its casing, the only security and in, in, in reality it's ever known, asking a caterpillar who's figured out how to navigate its life, walking away from the ways it knows how to exist to become, And think about spreading wings and think about colors and think about just existing on one plane where you walk, but being able to access other planes. Help me preach it this morning. I'm just saying that if that's you and me, this emerging word is actually in reality a pretty volatile process. So if you went through 2023 going, this is not the most comfortable year I've ever had. If you went through 2023 going, that vision board did not play out. Hello. Lord, I know you said the, I know the plans I have for you, but clearly I didn't know the plans you had for me. Because what that process of emerging actually really looked like, in some ways, if we put definition around it, is leaving a lot of natural, formally known ways of existing. You're talking about um, a lot of security lines shifting. Talking about a lot of relationship landscape shifting. A lot of dynamics in relationship shifting. Well, I don't know if I like this. I, I just don't know about this. We're talking about a lot of uh, cultural things shifting. And we're absolutely speaking of things in the deep of you and I that were being challenged. Now, our humanity, I don't care how you are, how old you are. I don't care how long you've been in this thing with God. I don't care if you made it all the way through your 365-day devotional. All of us in our humanity, when those things start moving on us and we didn't decide to move them, our humanity freaks Our humanity, our flesh is just intrinsically going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know. No, I don't know. But I think this is the devil. I think he will not steal, kill, and destroy. And we're, I'm calling a prayer meeting. We're not having this. And really, it's just change. Really, it's just seeds breaking out of its casing. Really, it's just old ways, the ways you used to get victories before, It ain't there anymore. 
And you're trying to get blood out of a turnip. It's so good to be in the South where you can say things like that. And people don't just look at you and go, what? Are there blood in turnips? You know, people are asking. Can anybody relate to what I'm talking about this morning? Come on. Our humanity just panics and goes, I I don't know about this. See, I used to always proclaim, I love change. In fact, I need change. After a while, you know, I'll eat the same thing at my favorite restaurant, and then I'm like, I can't have any more. I never want to see the side of that. I need change. I'll get in a, you know, a schedule, protocol, things I do, and then I'm like, I, I say, I just, I crave change. After a while, I need change. Anybody ever say, you just can't take same old, same old? I know some of you are like, I've had oats for breakfast for 35 years. Don't touch my oats. But what I discovered is what I really meant to say was I like the change that I instigate. I crave the change that I decide. I'm done with that. Thank you for being so honest. But now on the other hand, the change that comes to me that I didn't decide upon that upsets my mojo. Whoa, you, you want to talk about flesh coming out? I'm pretty sure there was a good deal of that going on. We just made it look good and kept it under wraps. There's a lot of that going on in us in 2023. If you decided to participate in heaven's work of emerging in yourself, in what you're called to be a part of, in your family, what you're called to lead, in your ministry, in your business, in your community, there was a lot of that going, I don't know if I like this. And then all of a sudden you realize you don't really much have much of a choice if you're, if you're not going to get stuck. So our humanity reaches out to secure what absolutely must leave. Our humanity reaches out to secure things that have come to their point of a necessary ending. And so if we are going to engage with God in this process of emerging, then we had to be willing to collaborate with him and deal with the upset in order to get to truth on the inside of us. Can somebody say amen this morning? Um, I'm just, if you want to turn over to um, 3 John uh, chapter 2, most of us know what it says, but you can put your eyes on that because this is really the process of what you know, God walked us through. He, the apostle Paul or apostle John said, beloved, what'd he say? I wish above all things that you prosper, that you do well, that you have success and be in health, even as your soul prospers. This is what engage, um, engaging with the work of emerging has been like. And so I'm going to hit this on a couple of levels because if there is a prophetic word from the Lord that is true, it is big and it is true in the big picture, but it is also true in the little picture. If there's a prophetic word of the Lord, it is true for you at the same time. It's true for nations because God is healthy and healthy, healthy organisms work in concert with each other. They don't work apart. 
See, this emerge word has been true of the body of Christ because the Lord's been working to get his bride healthy again. So we'd start working in concert in community with the world that we're called to lead to Jesus. Instead of just holding up in a room and doing things singularly by ourselves, which in, in, um, the medical community is actually the definition of a cancerous cell. You can edit that part out later. It's, you know, it's totally fine. What is he working on? Well, see, I, I believe in part 2024 is God's timing for a supernatural reforming of things. And of course, he's starting with us. It's not just a reforming or a reformation for the sake of a reforming. No, this is a supernatural one. Because man's systems aren't going to get involved this time. One, there's no time for it. And second of all, he is supernatural. So if God's going to do it, it's going to be supernatural. And so he's getting us healthy. And so when the apostle John said... I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. You can kind of hear the tone in there of going, I'm going to take 23 and work some things in you to cause you to become and emerge so that you can come into the things I have for you in 2024. In our modern day terms, we would say, so you can handle it. So if he's going to do that with the world and he's going to do that with the bride, he's going to do that with the church of Jesus Christ and he's going to do that with us and he's going to supernatural reform, then it all goes back to starting with a supernatural understanding of identity. Now, before you just lock me in here for a few minutes going, oh, identity, I, I, I am who he says I am. I have who he said I am, and I, and I know who I am in him, and a old man. Just pause, okay? He's dealing with our sense of identity. Maybe a better way to say it is he's dealing with the emerging of our true identity. The world thinks it understands identity. In fact, it makes a very big deal about platforming identity, but the world's version of identity typically comes out of roles. It comes out of things you're a part of. Identity comes out of, where'd you go to school? Well, I actually graduated from Harvard. Really? Well, now I know your identity. No, you don't. I didn't go to Harvard, by the way. But that's how we think. In the world right now, identity comes from um, who you sleep with. Or who you think you want to sleep with. But that's not identity. True identity is not self-regulated. I think one of the best definitions of true identity that we can just wrap words around for the sake of this morning is that true identity flows from God 
in community. True identity flows from God. It is divine. And it happens in community. In other words, when I come into the true identity and the understanding that the Lord reveals to me, in order for it to truly be identity that flows from God, it's going to work in concert with the things he's placed around me. Why? Because identity is connective in nature. So the reason that your body is functioning right now is because all your organs and cells have an intrinsic identity and they know what they are. Your liver knows its part and it's functioning. And that is affirmed because it's working in concert with all your other organs and all your other cells. So you can see how we've gotten into problems even in the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, where somebody holds off and says, well, I've heard from God and I'm supposed to be this, but it doesn't work in concert with the body of Christ or where God's placed them at all, but they're just so certain. Well, that's, that's not healthy because a healthy cell or a healthy organism works in concert with the whole. So then, you know, we look at the body of Christ and we've got, you know, different, well, I'm just, I'm this and we're that and, and this is really what God's doing. And, and so everybody just holds up in their, their tribe and their flavor and their flow and their fave. And this is the thing. And this is the way it's going to move when really that's the definition of a cancerous cell, something that singles off goes into a false identity and a cancerous cell actually goes into a posture of fear and in order to self-protect, it starts destroying all the other cells. But do you know that any place in ourselves of false identity there is, that's what we do? When I hit a place of false identity... Our humanity self-protects and self-promotes. Why? I got to protect myself. Self-protect, self-promote. And really what we're doing is we're cutting off the flow. So God brings us into a year like 2023 and he says, no, 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 no. And now you must emerge. Speak to seeds. Plant it in the deep, the true identity of you, and tell them, you got to break out of your casing. See, if we're going to walk into what God has for us in 2024, we need a secure body of Christ. And we need secure leaders. And we need to be secure with each other. Which means we're going to have to be willing to identify where we're not walking in true identity. I tried to be something I wasn't. And so what wound up happening, in order to force it to be, I started self-protecting and self-promoting, which is all totally fear-based. Really forces you with the lens of a, of a worldview of scarcity. 
A scarcity worldview is there's not enough. Well, you can see where that comes from. There's not enough comes from, I'd never admit it, but deep down, I'm not enough. So if I'm not enough and there's not enough, self-protect, self-promote. So the great architect of our lives who knows the end from the beginning starts way out in front of us and walks back and says, because of things that I have prepared for you for 2024, I'm going to walk back here to the beginning of 2023 and I'm going to say, you got to emerge. Speak to seeds planted in the deep of you and contend for them, and walk them out, and confront what needs to be confronted, and be honest when your flesh freaks out, and get to the root reason of why. And stop thinking it's everybody else's problem. And maybe look at your own problem. Because it is time that you must become. How great is our God? that he does this with us. When identity is true, it will automatically produce from what it is. When identity is true, it will produce from what it is. You think about this with... um, the children of Israel, think about the task at hand. These people, 400 years slaves. And now the time comes where God says, you must emerge. And so he gets them out of Egypt and he gets them out into the wilderness And God has got to move a 400 scarcity mentality, 400 year old scarcity mentality out of these people. So they're standing in this place. See, for 400 years, their identity and their belief about their place in their world was everything's based on what you can produce. As a slave, your existence is based on what you can produce. I don't know that it's that much different today. Your value is based on what you can produce. And I hate to say it, but even in the church world, the value system is what have you produced for God? That's an empire way of thinking. That's not kingdom way of thinking. And he's getting that out of us. So he's got to get the scarcity not enough. And he's got to get the value system out of them. That their identity flows from what they can produce. That is at the root of what God was emerging us out of. And so he goes, okay. Here's the way this is going to happen. It's not anymore about what you can produce. Well, then what do we do? Well, you're going to learn how to be 
Because before you can do, you have to be. Well, Well, what are we? Well, you're the children of God. Okay, well, if our value isn't in what we produce, how are we going to make it? Manna. Okay, so we just pile up manna. So there's the value system again, the person that can pile up the most manna. No, because after one day it rots and goes bad. See how he killed the value system? Guess what God's doing right now? I love what Pastor Joel said last night, you know, like, oh, let's come into a time where the the minister can't stand to minister. It's like, it doesn't matter how slick you are, how cool you are, how whatever you are. It doesn't understand how good your, matter how good your chops are. It doesn't matter how good in business you are. It's just boom. People standing in their true identity in God and God has the room. So, so we can't accumulate this manna. Nope. Well, then how are we self, self-sustain, self-promote, self-protect? Well, how, and what are we going to do? And what about my, my kids and my family? And I got to make sure it, no, you don't. That's my job. He had to get true identity back in them to be because once you're in true identity, you automatically produce who you are. Now, I'm going to just keep switching back and forth between us personally and what God's doing in the body of Christ. This is what's happening right now. God's moving in the body of Christ going, I'm taking you back to being, which is not just saying you're in him reality scriptures. It's dealing with all the places you haven't believed it. It's dealing with all the places that deep down you thought your value came from what you can produce. Or you thought that your identity came from the latest crazy desire that's running on the inside of you. That does not amount to your identity. And so God's dealing with this. Getting us back to being where we necessitate him so that he is the conduit and the engine behind everything that's happening and out of that flows our doing. Glory to God. Manna. If anything in 2024, if anything, I want to live in the daily manna of heaven. I want to live and move and breathe and find my being completely removed from the scarcity, what you can produce, value system of the world. And live in the daily flow of the manna of heaven. We see this play out in the life of Moses. You know, Moses knew he was a Hebrew and he had some simulation that he was meant to bring deliverance to his people. 
and he's raised in Pharaoh's home. He's raised and trained by the greatest superpower of the day. And he just has this fog idea of what he's meant to do. And, uh, you know, he's out one day and he sees this Egyptian uh, oppressing this Hebrew. And so his answer for being a deliverer is he just rises up and kills the Egyptian. Well, it couldn't have been a worse decision. It was the lowest level of walking out who he was meant to be. And so he winds up leaving Egypt, and so he's out on the back 40, and he's sort of lost, not able to produce anything. He's sort of lost in this chaos of identity because he tried to rise up and do it, and things went really bad, but it was because he didn't have a full understanding with an encounter from heaven of who he was until he gets to that burning bush moment. And when he gets to that burning bush encounter with God, God immediately begins to speak true identity to him. And and basically saying, Moses, I know you're out here trying to be a shepherd and I am not here to talk to you about shepherd stuff. It's not your true identity. That's why you're not producing. I'm here to speak who you are. And call you into being that so that then you can go do. Because I'm here to give you strategy for what you really are called to do once you see who I made you to be. And what I called you to do is to deliver my people from a 400-year-old oppression. And once you get the revelation of who I am in you, Moses then you're going to be able to walk right into Pharaoh's court and break an oppression that's 400 years old. Now, in the big, 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 big picture, I believe this is where we as Christians living in 2024 have to understand that for all of our big, grandiose spiritual strategies, there better start being finite ways where we walk into courts and systems of this world and explain what God's plan and agenda is and walk it out in conjunction with them, whether they agree with it or not. Because as long as we keep holding up in room, saying it to ourselves, that's great to lay the groundwork, but there are blueprints that God has for how the kingdoms of this world become, emerge as the kingdoms of our God. Somebody say it's time. It's absolutely time. Every prophetic word, dream, and destiny that God gives us is never supposed to stay a prophecy on a page. They're all meant to become the reality that we are living in. So I want to say this to you. If you're listening and you're going, well, I thought I know who I was, but am I really walking in the true identity of who I am? What I would say to you, first of all, is this. Start asking questions of the Lord. Because all God ever needs is a seed. All he needs is a seed with faith attached to it. So start asking, God, who am I? Didn't he say, ask and you'll receive? Knock and the door will be open? Ask questions of him. 
Because his plan for you is in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my, I have my being. What I have discovered in this process of this emerging that we're talking about and coming into true identity, which informs everything we do in every part of who we are. It informs who you are as a man, as a woman, as a husband, as a wife, as a, as a father, as a mother, as a friend, uh, in the kingdom of God, what God's called you to do. It informs all of it. What I have discovered is in order to make tracks in this process, one of the main requirements is humility. It's funny that humility is not a real popular word. I mean, we don't have sweatshirts that are selling out, you know, at Nordstrom saying, humility. Established 2023. (laughs) Humility is your way out of every bondage. I looked up a couple of definitions of the word humility. Webster's Dictionary defines humility as not something by itself, but what it gives you. Webster's Dictionary defines humility as freedom, freedom from arrogance and pride. Humility is freedom from arrogance and pride. Anybody want to be free? I want to live free. It takes humility. The second definition of humility is an understanding of one's own self-importance. How many times are you in a disagreement or an argument with somebody and you're going, you know what your problem is? You just don't understand what I need. Because see, I just need this and you didn't even know it. So I'm so mad at you. Well, we all have needs, but when we start making a demand of our own self-importance, the reason I'm saying humility is the way out of every bondage, and this has everything to do with emerging, is because you can only emerge in areas where you will humbly lay it down and say, I don't think I can be this way anymore. Maybe this hurt. Maybe this thing that I've been holding on to, I don't have to hold on to it, but there's no way you're going to get it out of you unless humility comes and you offer it and you lay it down. Without a spirit of humility, there's no change. You could say it takes absolute humility of that caterpillar to ever become a butterfly. Because even physiologically, that caterpillar in humility has to shed and shrug off what it formerly knew, having no idea what happens next. 
How many times have we resisted that? Change confronts what was working and working for you anymore. Your leadership style isn't working. Your mode of operation, your dynamics in your relationships, how you treat other people, how you think about yourself. It's not working and we hit a brick wall. And without humility to stop in that moment and go, I surrender the fact that this is the case and this has to change. Father, come and change me. You are going to be bound to that bondage until you step into a place of humility. So there's no emerging without humility. And again, I'm going to pop back to the church at large. There's no becoming for the body of Christ without humility. If you watch for it in our worship services lately, when the spirit of God is real, you just, oh, Something's moving. There's humility in the room. Humility will walk you out of every place of bondage that you are in right now. The ones you know of and the ones you don't know of. So what a humility postured prayer sound like. I love how the Lord is just putting things in concert this weekend because Pastor Joel touched on this. Humility posture prayers sound like, Father, what do you want me to know? And then whatever he gives you, ask him that. Rather than come to him with our need-based list, And our challenge-based list, humility puts that aside and says, all this is inferior compared to the all-knowing God. What do you want me to know? Because in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my being. So if I'm going to live out of my true self, I got to get out of what I know and get into what he knows. And then not be willing to Leave the prayer closet or, or remove your spirit from the connection when the first thing that comes is your anger problem is your anger problem. And you got to deal with that. Because I'm trying to rise you to position and it is stalling you on the path of progression. So I know some of you are like, this is really, really fun. I am... Um, I'm Italian. I grew up in an Italian family, and there's this Italian movie my family has watched for years. I won't name it because you'll just judge me. But the point is there's this, there's this scene in the movie where this man and woman are talking, and she's kind of like telling him what his life has been and that it's really because of his choices and, and not because of everybody else's choices. And all of a sudden he goes, what are you doing right now? And she goes, I'm telling you your life. And I kind of feel in a way on some shape or level, that's what the spirit of God's doing this morning. He said, I'm telling you your life. Okay. Humility. So for some of you, this is, 
This is dealing with 2023 and it's going. That's why there wasn't a lot of ta-da, rock'em, sock'em points. And, and it seemed really slow. And it really seemed like I was out on the back 40 and there wasn't a whole lot of expansion going on in my life. But your roots were going so deep. And your identity was getting secure. And even in our ministries and our organizations, I believe God was getting our roots so secure and so deep in getting us planted in identity before we spent another year searching out programs and ways and systems for producing when all we really need to do is be our true selves and it'll produce on its own. I'm telling you your life. I remember the spirit of God dealing with my heart beginning in 2023. And he said, all of this that I'm speaking to you about this year, all of it is for what will now be in 2024. The two years are tied together. I'm going to spend the majority of tonight just dealing with what I believe God's been speaking and revealing to me over the past three months concerning this year that is necessary for us. But I'm telling you that all of it is pointless if we are not yielding ourselves to what we've been talking about right here. What Pastor Joel has been speaking to, even what came out prophetically in worship about being a house of prayer and the little foxes spoiling the vine. See, there was some kind of war at the gates of coming into 2024. I watched this happen in so many different ways where something out of the kingdom of darkness tried to reach up out of 2023 and get a hand on your shoulder and pull you back to a previously held version of yourself. But I declare that that thing has fallen in the name of Jesus. And though it might have taken on some... um, some uh, situations that make it feel real and make it look real. It's a false reality. And I call it down in the name of Jesus. And so this morning, I break you loose from every last vestige of previously held versions of you from the past seasons. I declare over you that the place that you now emerge in is yours and forever shall be only to continue on from glory to glory. But your past is exactly the past. So leave it behind and walk on. Father, we thank you that you're the only one as our creator who gets to identify who we truly are. And so, Father, in humility, if the worship team would come, in humility, we lay down. We lay down our prerogative, our dogmatic opinion. We lay down, Father, places where we have entertained the lies of the enemy using alternative lesser things to try and tell us maybe who we are.
When our true identity comes from you, you said, I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. And I set you apart for a doing. But before I ever gave you a doing, I authored your being.